Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. By chopping up all of my, my workflows and looking at everything at, as front stage versus backstage, it's, it's helped us develop this empathy for a customer at an, at an absolutely new level. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode and the interview with our best ever guest, I want to mention Fund That Flip because Fund That Flip is an online lender that gives you fast, convenient access to really affordable money that you need for your flip project. So if you're doing residential flips, then the main thing I imagine that you're focused on Uh, or the main two things are the deal and the money. Uh, So if you've got the deal pipeline, but you need access to cash and you want to build a reputation within a, uh, a group that will continue to invest their dollars into your deals, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. The founder of Fund That Flip is Matt Rodak, and he's actually one of my very first guests on the show. It's episode number seven. So if you have a chance, go check that out too. Familiarize yourself with Matt and what he's all about. But When you're needing money and you want an online lender that provides fast, convenient access to affordable capital for your flipping projects, then Fund That Flip's the way to go. Their team has over 200 deals under their belt. And uh, you can actually, this is crazy, you can actually be approved immediately within 30 seconds once you put in your information. Uh, So go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever and get some money for your flipping projects. Hi, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Joe Fairless and happy Saturday. Hope you're having a best ever weekend. And because it's Saturday, we're going to do a special segment called Situation Saturday, where we put our best ever guests in a situation and it's a sticky situation, one that today's guest has overcome successfully and has some reference materials. And I love these reference materials. You can download them uh, in the show notes page. Um, and if you're looking on your phone, then just look in the, you know, the, the notes on the episode and you'll see where to download. There are two PDFs and uh, our guest has made them just for us. So um, that's pretty cool. With that being said, let me introduce our best ever guest. How you doing, Jake Durchy? I'm doing really well. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, well, my pleasure and uh, glad to have you on the show. And uh, if you are a loyal, loyal best ever listener, then you'll remember 
that Jake was a guest on episode 30, way, way, way back, um, episode 30. And you can hear his best advice ever on that episode. The title of the episode is Mo Money, Mo Income. What? Yep, Mo Wait, what is it? I'm, I'm, all right, here it is again. Uh, I was reading the URL. Now I'm going to have to actually go and click on the title. All right, Mo Money, Mo, Mo Problems, Mo Income, What, Yup, Turning Problems Into Income. Easy for me easy for me to say, especially with this cold. Um, so that's the title of his best ever episode. Um, today, we're not going to get his advice, his best ever advice, because he's already given that. What we're going to do is we're going to hear how he overcame the sticky situation. Very quickly about Jake, and then we'll talk about the sticky situation, is uh, he's been investing for over 11 years and founded Jacob Grant Property Management uh, you can say hi to him at jacobgrant.com, J-A-C-O-B, Grant, G-R-A-N-T, dot com. He's based in Idaho Falls, Idaho. Did I get that right? Yes, that's correct. Okay. He manages over 400 properties in Idaho, and he's uh, expanding into other markets in Idaho as we speak. And now, let me tell you about the situation. So, We've all been in, uh, as entrepreneurs, I suspect, we've been in a situation where it's like, okay, I've gotten to this point, now how do I scale? Well, Jake came across this uh, same problem with his property management company, where basically it's, um, we're ready to scale, but we don't want to lose the empathy we have towards our customers. Um, that got us to this point where we can scale. So even if you're not in property management, but you are or eventually want to be at the point where you're ready to scale, then this is going to be an incredibly uh, useful episode. Um, and the PDFs that he's uh, so kindly created for us will be incredibly useful as well. Uh, so with that being said, Jake, you want to give the best ever listeners very briefly a little bit about your background, and then uh, we'll talk about the situation. Yeah, I think you pretty much covered it. Um, you know, we've been investing in our own real estate, began by managing our own properties, and uh, now we're managing for other folks. Uh, we're managing 500 units, um, and so it's it's created um, opportunities, but it's also created uh, problems with uh, scaling. And so, like you were saying, with, with any time you're trying to create uh, good service, quality service for multiple people, and when you get to that point where you start hiring people, you have to figure out how to, you have to figure out how to follow systems. And so you can create that, that, uh, that experience that's the same for all of your customers. So yes. that's, that's where we're at right now. I love that, and I think you succinctly summed it up as far as setting the stage. How do you follow systems, or how do you create systems um, so that you get that same level of customer experience that got you to that point? Whether you're doing a podcast and you're hiring team members, or whether you're you know doing property management or a wholesaler uh, hiring a team of door knockers. I mean it. it, it all of this ties back. So tell us a little bit about the story on where your company was and how you overcame that and um, the process that you took. Yeah, I'd like to give a little bit of background. Um, this information or this process came from Strategic Coach. 
And so I want to make sure I give that credit where credit's due. But uh, the way Dan Sullivan presents this information is in, in what's called front stage backstage. And so if you think about going to the opera or going to a play or something like that, even going to a movie, there's the things that you experience as a viewer of that play. And then there's the things that are going back in the background that you don't really have any idea about. So for example, when you're looking at an actor, that would be front stage, when somebody's controlling the lights that are pointing on the actor, it's no less important and it creates the experience, but that would be a backstage item, something that they're not necessarily aware of. And so we framed our service in this, you know, we've already had the systems, but the problem with our systems is we forgot our customer's experience. And so we, we, I always consider myself extremely good with empathy. I came from a social work background, so I think, oh, I'm very empathetic. I can really see things from other people's perspective. But as we created these systems, I found that that, is, that was not necessarily true. And I didn't see it until I put it through this front stage, backstage filter. Because what I'm looking at as an entrepreneur is all the steps I have to do to shove this customer, this human being through the pipeline. So let's back up and, you know, before we get too deep into this, I'd like to give an example. In our property management company, and I'm guessing lots of landlords experience this also, um, we do preventative maintenance inspections. And you'll see this uh, as one of the attachments. On this inspection, what we do is we started looking at exactly what happens. So before we even contact the tenant, the first thing we do is we schedule this, uh, this inspection. So we communicate with the owners and we route the inspection. So when I say route the inspection, that means we get all of our addresses and organize them in a linear fashion. So we're not driving all across town. So we can do it in a, an efficient way going across town. That's our first step. Our second step is to notify the tenants. So the first step, the routing would be considered backstage because nobody sees that. The customer doesn't see that experience or have any idea that that's even happening. The first time they hear us or see us is when, when the maintenance person knocks on their door. Or I, even before that, they actually get the tenant notice. So they get a letter in the mail that says, hey, Joe, we're going to be coming over to your place on Saturday at, uh, at 12 o'clock. And you can expect a maintenance person to come in. And here's a little bit about what he'll be doing. So the next step that happens is the inspection is completed. So, so somebody knocks on your door, Joe, and says, hey, I'm here to do the inspection. I'm coming to uh, check, your, check your connections to make sure nothing's leaking. I'm here to you know, just make sure your property's running well. If framed properly and the letter goes well, then tenants love this. If I don't consider the tenant, the tenant experience, they might think that it's more intrusive. And so again, I'm looking at what their experience is. Now, what happens when I get to the property? There, you know, there's a couple of contingencies on this that you'll see. But when I get to that property, sometimes, you know, the tenant will have changed the lock. You know, of course, that's against the lease, but you know, sometimes stuff happens. A tenant changes a lock, or there's a dog at the door and there's no tenant there. So what do we do when the when the property's inaccessible? 
we have this, uh, this, this, it goes back to the background or back to the backstage. So we can deal with that in the backstage and start over so we can go back and do that inspection. Looking at this flowchart on preventative maintenance inspections, and again, best ever listeners, you can download this document, preventative maintenance inspections in the show notes, but you don't need to be looking at it as we're talking, but it would enhance the listening experience, that's for sure. Um, are there Word documents? Because it's, it's pretty uh, simple looking, but it's thought out, obviously. I would suspect, though, for the customer experience, because as you said, if framed properly, tenants love this, but if not, then they hate it. So how do you make sure that they're framing it properly? Well, so we have templated emails. So this this describes the big picture about what's happening, but it's not drilling into every checklisted item that's followed. Okay, it's important it. to understand that the whole purpose of this is to look at my customer's experience. It's not to it, it's to it, it represents a system. It's not the system itself. Yep, got it. Okay. The next step is, and this is the step that we added. So if you consider somebody coming to do an inspection and they find a problem, if I'm a tenant or Joe, if you're a tenant and we don't come to fix that until two months later, what does that do to your experience? Sours it. Yes, absolutely. And so the step that we added after we did this, so the way the process worked is we do the inspection. We'd have all of this, this huge list of all of these repairs that needed to be done. The next step was to turn that over to a vendor, and the vendor would call the tenant, try to get a hold of them, and schedule it. And so it created a whole bunch of inefficiencies. It took us forever to get these inspection work orders done. And honestly, the customer experience was horrible because the whole – you know, when I'm a tenant, I don't want to be intruded on all the time. I love it when people come fix my stuff, but I don't want to talk to anybody. I would just want to live in my place and be left alone. And so when when there's this uh, touch that's two months later, like you say, it sours the experience. And so what we added in here is we added a notification to the tenant that says, hey, you know, here's a 24-hour notice. We're going to be coming to fix this in the next couple of days. And so it actually influenced the entire system because what we did is we took all of these work orders and we scheduled them uh, two days after the inspection was done. And that, that presents something different to the tenant. It changes that tenant's experience. It says, hey, these guys are professionals. It says, hey, these guys aren't going to be bothering me. They're taking care of the place. And so if, if these guys care about how the place is taken care of, and hopefully it also sends a message that I need to take care of my place myself. This is important. And so that's that step. Now, sometimes, as you know, we go and do these inspections and we have tenant damages. So maybe somebody, you know, puts a hole in the wall or it doesn't really matter. There's, there's all kinds of tenant damages. What happens next? And so in the past, what we had done is all we had done is create a tenant charge. And the, the, uh, the, the tenant really wasn't notified until they didn't pay the charge. And oh, so that'd be a problem. Yeah. And so we added this next step, which is just when it says CR, by the way, that's called a canned response. 
it's uh, nice. it's it's just a pre-framed email that says, you know, hey Joe, you know, your screen was ripped. This is a tenant charge um, because uh, you know when we look at the precondition report, the screen was fine. So uh, you know you'll see a charge for for forty five dollars on your on your tenant statement. Please pay that with next month's rent. And so the whole point of this is we can look at this front stage and I can wipe out all of the backstage stuff, not even look at it, only look at the front stage stuff, tenant notice, inspection completed, complete the work order, and then if, if need be, then tenant charge, and I can really get a feel for my, my tenant's experience. Like you said before, this, this is the, the empathetic connection that we were missing. And the reason we missed it is because we got caught so caught up in systemizing. We got so caught up in making things slick and quick and fast and efficient that we forgot that there was human beings on the end, other end of this service that we really wanted to give a good, good experience to. What program do you create this in? It's called Lucid Charts. It's free. I think you just go to lucidcharts.com. I think L-U-C- there's a L-U-C-I-D? Correct. And it connects directly with uh, with all your Google apps, so it's 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 pretty slick. If you want to create a whole bunch of these, you know, I think you, there's a limit of 10 or I can't remember until you have to start paying $5 a month or something like that. But there is a free version, so you can try it out and see if you like it. Will you take us through the other one, leasing? Absolutely. This one's a, a little more complicated. I tried to um, give you both both sides of the spectrum, give your listeners both sides of the spectrum, because some systems are just a little, there's a lot more steps to them. And I really like this system because most of the stuff that is happening is front stage. We actually found that we were doing a lot better job with this Again, the reason is, is because most of the steps, when you look at it, the top part or the front stage, the blue section, is it contains almost all of the steps. There's very, very little at the bottom. So what we have is we have two ways that people come into our system. Um, so to, to uh, let me back up just a step. This is the leasing, leasing services. So when we have a tenant, this covers everything from when a tenant calls and says, hey, Jake, I want to rent a place all the way to, you know, signing the lease, getting the keys and moving into the property. There's two ways that people come into our system. One is a telephone call and one is through online services. We find that our online services are much more consistent and um, and. Uh, that consistent's the best word because we create faster service for tenants and we create services that's uh, the same for for every tenant that comes through the system and so we have our online we always want to motivate people to go to that on those online services because we can create automatic responses we can do things that give them a lot more information a lot more quickly than chatting on the telephone and so one thing that's really important to us is that we we respond to those emails extremely quickly. The more quickly respond, we respond, uh, the more service we can give them. Because when the phone starts ringing, 
you can potentially have three or four phones ringing at the same time, not have the staff to cover it, and people are, you know, people aren't being served. So again, as fast as we can provide the service online, it's better for us or for our customer. So people come through our system two different ways: one's through the telephone, and one's through uh, the online service. Of course, we, you know, we use Zillow, Craigslist, whatever, a whole bunch of websites, and that's how they come through. So the first thing that happens is they receive that response and that'll tell them all the information such as application information, uh, where to find more information about the listing, see a virtual tour, et cetera. And that goes all the way through scheduling a showing. When they schedule a showing, you know, they do that with a form online. The next step after they look at the properties, they decide they want it and, uh, and they complete an application. So the first back, all of that is, front stage services. All of those are front stage services. The first backstage service we have is to screen that application. Well, we were actually noticing that we were taking longer than we wanted to screen an application. An application shouldn't take more than 30 minutes to screen. By mapping this out on this, we were able to see that. So again, it's developing our empathy piece. When somebody uh, fills out that application, we want that accepted email within an hour. The next step after that, again, is front stage. That's to uh, pay the security deposit. So they pay the security deposit, and then it goes back to backstage, which is to prepare the lease, to do that move-in inspection, report in the video, and then uh, they sign the lease. After they, of course, the sign the lease is... Uh, is a, a front stage service, even though it is an online lease signing. Uh, the next step after they sign that lease is uh, what's called a prior to move in checklist. And so we have a checklist of items that we email them to email to them along with a, another email that says, hey, you now we're excited to have you move in, et cetera. Here are the things that you need to have completed before you move in. You know, we need a copy of your renter's insurance. If you have a pet, we need this information whatever information we need before they move in. And then um, they need to bring in, bring that prior to move in checklist along with their money before they move in. Again, as you can see with this one, most of the services were front stage. We found that our service was much more uh, empathetic, much more customer oriented on this situation than in the past, than, than in other particular situations, such as the preventative maintenance that we were showing before. However, it is really important that you're noticing the other stuff that's going on. So from a, you know, before a place can be leased, the previous, there's a few steps that happen. For example, the previous tenant moves out. So how are our systems in place so that that person moves out you know, of course, we have to have the 30-day written notice, but then sometimes you have issues where somebody says, hey, I don't want to move out now, or I know I'm supposed to move out tomorrow, but I don't want to move out. So there's other backstage items that have to be considered and you have to be paying attention to. The move-out inspection and the make-ready. Now, when you're doing that make-ready, how many times, I don't know if anyone else has run into this, but how many times have we had a make-ready completed? And then a tenant calls and says, hey, you know, this fridge is dirty when I'm, this fridge was dirty when I moved in. So yep. we have to be considering all of this backstage. The other thing is, is if I'm looking at, 
everything from when the previous tenant moves out to the make ready, I'm, I want that time extremely short. So from the time that the tenant moves out to the time that the make ready is complete, that's gonna impact my occupancy. Because if somebody goes and looks at a property that's not ready, it's a lot less likely to rent out. Or on the other hand, I could say, hey, you can't look at it. It's even less likely to rent out if I say you can't look at it until it's ready. So if it takes me a week or two to prepare that, that backstage has a huge impact on my occupancy rate and my customer service. So that kind of wraps up that. I, I mean, to, to wrap up the whole premise or the whole philosophy by chopping up all of my my workflows and looking at everything at as front stage versus backstage it's it's helped us develop this empathy for a customer at an, at an absolutely new level and I, I think it's important to mention that you know we're, we do property management but anybody could use this with with any service i mean you go to a fast food you know restaurant what are they going to do they're going to they're going to figure out how to order a million hamburgers in that are frozen from from wherever what's that going to do to the taste of it or what's that going to do to the customer experience when they eat that burger and it tastes like it's been frozen for for 6 months when you create this are there word documents that you use as outlines to create this prior to creating it or do you first like uh, write it out and then uh, create the word documents that you talked about earlier um, that are you know kind of uh, the templates and stuff afterwards our process was that all of the checklists for example the word documents so when we have a lease there's a whole bunch of items that have to be done. For example, they have to fill out the application. Well, what do you do if the application isn't complete? Well, you have to send a you know send an email out that says, "Hey, would you please provide this information?" So we have the It's important to note that the systems were developed way before this front stage backstage was developed. But by the same token, I've been looking at new services that we can provide for our tenants that we don't currently provide. For example, selling tenants uh, properties. And I created it, I just went in lucid charts and said, well, what would the first step be? So it, I, it, it's only gonna work for certain people, this, this particular lucid chart system. It's not gonna work for everybody because I'm, I'm, I see, you know, I'm a very good visualizer. If people aren't super good at visualizing, you know, this system may not work. They might think of it more abstractly. This was a way for me to put the abstract on paper. And so, I, you know, the framework of front stage, backstage, I think is a lot more important than that, the, the uh, how, how I did it for my own crazy brain. But, Makes sense. you know, it kind of depends on people. And la last thing, and then we'll wrap up. Do you ever use this as a sales tool whenever you're bringing in new clients? Because if I were looking at property management firms um, in your area, and then you busted this out and said, here's our process, 
that would be impressive because that would be a differentiator from your company. Yeah. So um, what we're doing right now is um, developing our unique process. Again, this is uh, this comes from uh, strategic coach Dan Sullivan. But in our process, what we're doing is um, consolidating all of these. So I've shown you two that we use. You know, we have a whole bunch of other ones. I'm consolidating them in into one one page document, and that will it, it does a few things, Joe. It 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 crystallizes and uh, distills why we are better because you know we we tell ourselves we're better, but it's like, well, Jake, how are you better? Well, I don't know. You know, we do this and this, and it's it's not very clear. As we're developing this one-page unique process or unique, yeah, it's a unique process, we we start to see, hey, that's what we do different. Hey, that's what we do different. You know what's really important to me is that we we um, are growing the value of our properties, the quality of our tenants. And and our our customers' cash flow, and you can see that in this service here, and that service here, and that service here, and so it, it it's very good for marketing. But I think more importantly, it identifies it for myself, so I know why I'm better. I know what makes me different. I know what makes our custom our our uh, our system unique. Love it, love it so much. I mean. I, this is, uh, as you said, it's a it's something that was taught to you, but then you've implemented it in your business. And I love seeing how and hearing how you're able to do it successfully. Um, and as you said, I mean, helps you identify what your differentiators are. I think it's also a sales tool um, that you could use for for new prospects should they ask about your your process. I think it's it's something that would set you apart. Um, or our best ever listeners who set them apart um, as 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 you implement this. Thanks for getting into the actual um, website that you use, lucidcharts.com. I'll check that out after we hang up. Um, and then, as you said, the front stage and the backstage filter. Uh, the front helps you focus on the customer experience, whereas the back helps you focus on the behind-the-scenes logistics and what needs to be done. Uh, and all of this is done so that we can continue to scale our companies and not lose the personal touch that we have with our customers that allowed us to get to that point. That's why it's so important. Um, so thank you so much, Jake, for being on the show and today's Situation Saturday. And I hope you have a best ever weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot for having me. If you need money for your flipping project, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. You'll know within 30 seconds if you're approved or not to get money for your residential flip. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever.